Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode. Hey, guess what? Before we get into it, you might have heard, I am drafted to the two Ramagpies as a part of the Carlton Draft. I'm going to be playing a game, dominating, kicking six, and then resetting at quarter time. For the first time in Carlton Draft history, one lucky Victorian women's community club will get the chance to draft the AFLW GOAT, Erin Phillips, to play as a wild card. How bloody good's that? If you want to enter this now to get her down to your football club, visit thecarltondraft.com.au. That's thecarltondraft.com.au. 18 plus, drink responsibly. KO's got you covered this footy season with every game of every round live and ad break free during play. Wow, in the AFL this week, there are some huge games. Collingwood versus Adelaide, live with no ad break during play, exclusive in Victoria. Giants versus Bulldogs. Oh, I remember that game. I think it was 2016 at Giants Stadium to get the Bulldogs into the grand final. I will never forget that one. Live with no ad breaks free during play. Exclusive in Victoria. And Essendon versus North Melbourne. Jeez, that's the old Ben McKay Cup. Exclusive to Fox Footy. Available on KO. Don't forget those NBA playoffs. They are dominating at the moment. It is just getting bigger and better than ever. Watch every game of both Eastern and Western Conferences finals live with ESPN on KO. There's plenty of room for everyone, no matter what you want to watch. So get on board with KO. Now also available on Hubble. G'day guys. Welcome back to Dylan Friends. This week on Teach Me Please, a little sub-series that we are doing at the moment. And may I just say thank you so much for the love and support. You guys have been sending so much feedback on these. It's been genuinely inspiring. I love you. I appreciate you. And uh, yeah, I hope you're enjoying them. This one today is awesome. Probably one that I've needed the most. Uh, I'm joined by the fantastic girls, Maddie and Sophie, two friends from You're In Good Company, which is an awesome podcast about finances. It's about investing. And yes, yeah, it's an awesome, awesome show. And I got the girls on to talk about budgeting. This is something that I've uh, I've always wanted to get better at, and yeah, it was a really healthy conversation around finances and and some little tips and tricks um, along the way that can help you with your finances too. But yeah, it was cool. Like even the word budgeting is probably not really a thing. It's just like lifestyle. How to actually be a bit more positive with your money, um, your mindset around your money, um, identifying what you actually want to save for, setting goals. And the girls are even uh, kind enough to give us a bit of a spreadsheet too, which you can find in the show notes when when you hear that in the episode. Um, make sure you stay around for the chat at the end with Josh from Open Universities Australia, who will chat a little bit about courses um, that if you're looking to get into something like this, you definitely can through Open Universities Australia. So thanks so much, fam. Hope you enjoy the chat and let us know your feedback in the XX. Yes, welcome back to Teach Me Please, Dylan Friends. Today we're really uh, blessed and excited. This is going to be fantastic. An episode that I have probably needed for the last 10 years. Um, I'm so excited to learn something today, take some little tips and tricks and and um, and stuff around because this is super important. It's something that can always get pushed in the too hard basket. But please welcome Sophie and Maddie from You're In Good Company podcast. Girls, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dill, for having us. So exciting. How, how cool is this? We're like um, online friends that you yeah. know met in the podcasting world, then we're here in real life and we're I talking know. money. Podcasting is like the biggest life hack because you can just like literally reach out to anyone and be like, hey, I have a podcast, do you want to chat? And then they're like, yeah, you're, you're legitimate, right? No, isn't that, the, isn't that the thing though? It's like if it was like, let's go get a coffee, I'm like, I don't have time for that, man. Yeah, but as soon so as true. it's like, let's record it and we'll share it, it's like, yeah, yeah I've got time. We can do that. Well, then you can monetize your conversations. What a hack. Hey, hey, don't <laughs> tell everyone about that yet. We don't want to make it too competitive. But um, in saying that, we actually, um, one of the earlier episodes, which I'm sure you girls have listened to already. Yes. yes. How to Start a Podcast, which came out a few weeks ago. And we spoke to Sam Kavanagh, who's um, Hamish and Andy's sort of producer. And we spoke everything about like, 
how to start a podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the number one question you girls get is about finances, but also how do you start a podcast? And that episode has gone really well. Mm-hmm. Um, we're really excited for it. Um, so if you haven't listened to that one yet, guys, make sure you do. But so for Matt, tell us a bit about yourself. How do you girls know each other? How do you come up with the podcast? Like where where does this all fit in the universe? We go all the way back to year seven on school camp when we met each other. <laughs> Maddie was cool and I wasn't. That's such really? Yeah. You always say yeah. that and I just reckon it's, yeah. No, anyway. she had friends and I was new. I came from Queensland and everyone was like, who is this weirdo who doesn't oh, wear you were shoes? The weird, yeah, yeah, you were the weird. <laughs> Strange Brisbane girl. <laughs> yeah, legit. No, no one said that. But no, we have been good friends since high school and then we actually went to uni together as well. And I think we both studied um, commerce at uni and so we sort of became each other's like I guess money friends could you say confidants yeah so we would chat to each other about um we both had started investing so we would chat to each other about that um but I guess also Soph was really just generally carrying me through the uni course (laughs) with all of her notes that she would share with me very kindly um and then yeah into COVID and like all good podcasts, here we are. <laughs> Unbelievable. So to go back before the podcast though, you, what industries are you working in now? Like when mm. you graduated commerce, did you go straight into finance? Is that where it sort of took you? Yeah, I feel like studying commerce is this really weird thing where like <clears throat> you don't know what any other option is. Like you don't realise that you can do so much more with your degree. So I kind of went straight into a finance um, grad program and I currently work at one of the big four um accounting firm. So I'm an M&A advisory, which is like kind of like a real estate agent for businesses. So yeah. buy and sell businesses. So it's actually a really interesting job, but I feel like when you do study commerce, it's everyone's like, you have to work at a big four and that's where you go. And so you go and do a grad program, but it's actually turned out really well. It's cool. And like not to get into it straight away, but like this podcast is brought to you by our friends at Open Universities Australia, who is like a platform to find degrees. And I suppose out of this show, the reason we wanted to partner with them was like, there's so many things you can do, right? And mm. it's so cool to hear already. Like you do a commerce degree, which is so broad, but it takes you down any path. Mm. And that's the thing. Like I didn't do um, university. It wasn't like my uh, – you're probably already telling from the way I can put a sentence together. But it probably wasn't – it didn't – Your forte. So you agreeing with me? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> you agreed with me no. way too early there. Like She's way not, too early. I get what you're saying. She was the mean girl at school, right? <laughs> She said popular, yeah, not mean. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Um, but, yeah, it just shows there's so many ways into to finding your niche and doing what you want to do. And if you want to go into tertiary education, there's so many little nicks and knacks of courses that you can do. Um, so working in finance, not at the same job? No. No, no although they are very similar. I yeah. find whenever one of us starts giving our background and then the other one has to go second, it's you pretty much just say the same thing. Yeah. I am at a different big four accounting firm. Inside of trading? Yeah. <laughs> 100%. No, no. 100%. Yeah, <laughs> I think they so. They have some strong accusations <laughs> to throw. Be careful. Yeah. Be careful. Yeah. Big fours are in hot water. Yeah. Definitely <laughs> deny that. Uh, yeah, so that. kind of in a similar team, I guess in the same broader division, but my role is it's called financial financial due diligence. So I, when a company wants to buy another company or a company is looking to sell um, to investors, we basically look at all of the company financials and figure out what's driving the business, what the key risks are that you need to be aware of if you're going to take over ownership of this business. Um, And then we also help them if they are looking to list on the stock exchange. Wow. That's super cool. We might have to come find you later when we're 
Yeah, when, you guys, when you guys are ready yeah. to sell yeah. and you want to get investors, well, that's I'll fantastic. Give you a that's hand. literally nothing about what we're talking about today, which is good no, to get an not. overview, though. <laughs> um, to get more context, I so starting in your own good company podcast, which is really good, girls. I must admit, I I've, we have a mutual friend in um, Billy Gowers who actually gets a shout out a lot on this show. He, he knows a lot of people. <laughs> he knows a lot of he people. He does, <laughs> and he put me on to your girls' content, which is so cool. Where did it start? What uh, do you cover, I suppose, at the beginning and now where are you sort of, where are you heading with it? I'll let you start with the story because I feel like it really came off the back of you and then I can maybe talk about content. So in COVID, I was super bored, like probably a lot of people, but I'm not very good at just like sitting still. She's a high achiever, pretty much. So (laughs) I had started learning how to invest and I was listening to the Equity Mates podcast and sort of joined their Facebook community and they actually posted in their Facebook community saying, we are taking the podcast full time. We're quitting our corporate jobs. We're looking to expand the team. So, like, get in touch if you're keen to get involved. Cool. And I thought maybe I could get paid to research content for them because I was trying to, like, increase my general knowledge about the business world. So I was trying to read the AFR more. And I was like, this could be a really good way to, like, do that but get paid for it at the same time. So I got in touch and I ended up getting on a call with the guys during COVID and they started talking and they were saying how their audience is a little bit more male skewed just by the nature of being two male hosts and I was saying how they asked if my if I invest and I said I do and they said your friends invest and I said no and you know I wish they would because it's such a simple sort of thing to do um, and it has massive benefits especially when you start early and so I kind of said like you know I wish that there was something that is similar to what you guys do but potentially with female hosts because Mm. I find that for some of my friends it's just like those more relatable voices when it's kind of like similar to you and you can really relate to the hosts and they literally were just like so cool do you want to do it (laughs) I was like what (laughs) and then they asked if I knew anyone that I would do it with and Soph came to mind being my money confidant from uni and I guess school days as well and so I gave her a call and that's when the story goes to you (laughs) um yeah, she was on the phone for like half. We were on the phone for like 45 minutes and I was like, this is really weird. She was on the phone for a while and then eventually by the end she was like, so anyway, do you want to start a podcast? And I was like... That's not that- only red flags. Really. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, like- I was like, why are you like telling me every detail about what you ate for lunch today? Like we haven't spoken in two weeks. Yeah. Um, but no, nah, really the premise of the podcast is that we, would, we took you on, from the very beginning, we take you on our journey with our investments. So we're not experts in the field. We're not, you no. know... Yeah, but we bring on people... And we learn from them and we start from like the very beginning of like where you even like buy a share or an ETF, like what apps you can download and all that stuff. And now it's been three years. So we've kind of covered like basics of investing into crypto, into an incredible mm. founder series where we had Australian entrepreneurs on. So it's really just developed with like where our interests have gone with money. Love it. And it's such a it's such a valuable thing. Like Darcy and I were chatting yesterday about this and it's – don't want to uh, – preach too much of what you girls have got coming um but it is an uncomfortable topic to talk about with friends and you know there's a lot of judgment that goes around with it and a lot of um not shame but like there's just a weirdness and awkwardness around finances so the more you can the only way you can learn is by having conversations with people and you just got to probably learn how to navigate those things and educating it on on a platform like yours i give you girls kudos it's so cool what you've what you've been able to do um and i saw there's a lot more to come 
Should we do a little teaser? Oh, maybe we should. Go on. <laughs> Give me a little. I mean, I feel like your audience will want to tune in to what we've mm. got coming up. We haven't even recorded it yet, but yeah. the reason why we got in touch earlier this week is because you are going to come on our podcast. Oh, I haven't agreed to that yet. <laughs> <laughs> and we are going to have, I guess, taboo money conversations. We're going to break down a few different topics and I guess help the, in the purposes, I guess, to help our audience with mm. like conversation starters for what is sometimes those more awkward money conversations, but we're going to yeah. have that with you. So cool. I'm going to be very honest, <laughs> as honest as I can be. And yeah, it'd be pretty cool. I've like, I'm quite transparent when it comes to that stuff because like money is, you know, this episode today that we haven't even mentioned yet, like how to start a budget. I still have no fucking idea. Like my relationship with money, I'm still working through it at the moment, starting my business, trying to buy a house or family home, sorry, like renovate and sell houses, invest in this invest like it's it's just a navigation of a world that like i don't know fully but i've been lucky to have a lot of good mentors around me and i think that um the more i could potentially help someone with my story and your stories and just maybe i I probably teach you a lot more what not to do than what to do Um, (laughs) just as valuable we've got to learn from each other's i mean mistakes and wins and i feel like that we just don't talk about this stuff enough because yeah, it does feel a bit taboo or like something that should be private, but we yeah. can learn so much from each I, other. I had no idea about, like even Darcy asked me, um, he asked me for a bonus and I thought that meant like <laughs> bonus days of work that he just came in for free. For a day in yeah. boo? Or? Yeah, I thought it meant so like exciting. You can work more days I if you want. I thought he was saying like, man, can I have a bonus? Like, yeah, man, you can come in on the weekend. Like, that's fine. So just, Darcy, <laughs> how did you ask for a bonus? No, 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 no that's... I've been told not to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when you know my situation next week, you'll... You realise okay. no money here. Um, okay, let's get into budgeting. Yeah. Where do we start? <laughs> <laughs> budgeting. So I think maybe I'll give my synopsis on why I wanted to talk about this. Was I, um, at the moment, I'm a small business owner. I think, you know, I don't pay myself a wage. I sort of just work off what the business is making. So for me, it's right hard. Like I have different fluctuation of income each month. It's not a consistent thing. Um, you know, there are people out there that are paid something consistent a month. So I think for me in the community and even like, you know, Darcy and I were chatting earlier, like what should we be doing? Like what do you girls do? What have you found has been beneficial for yourself, whether it's saving for a house, whether it's saving for a holiday, whether it's just actually trying to incrementally save a percentage of your wage each week. Is there any tips or hacks or spreadsheets or anything that you do or, or where do you even start? First things first, the word budget is actually really looked on upon negatively. A lot of people mm. have these really like horrible feelings around creating a budget and being really restrictive with their money. So it oh, makes style. me like shudder. <laughs> yeah, because I it's think- It's like diet, right? I don't want to do it's that. It's like yeah. that word diet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's not oh a gosh. diet, it's a lifestyle. It's like diet culture, budget culture. Budget culture, <laughs> let's cancel that. <laughs> We're not creating any more budgets. You just spend what so you want. Slay. I said slay. I thought it was a time to use it. No? Does that. that fit? No. You're a dad now, so you're just like out of the lingo, out of the young person lingo. Slay. Okay. <laughs> Cut that out, Dusty. No, but I guess it's just the best place to start with, with budgeting is that you don't actually have to call it a budget. And we don't think about spending our money restrictively. It's just really about aligning how you spend your money with your values more so. Mm. Yeah, I think that point about values is probably a great place to start because so much of your relationship about money with money and how you feel about money is tied to, I guess, how you were brought up and how your 
family experienced money and whether you were tied on money or had lots of it and whether your parents used credit cards a lot. And I think actually understanding first and foremost how what your relationship with money is and how that was formed can be really helpful because the way that I feel about money is going to be different to Soph and going to be different to you mm. and Darcy and yet none of those ways are right or wrong it's just how it is can you give us an example of that like I'd love to just hear like your thoughts on what your relationships are because for me I'm just thinking out loud now like I don't how does that relate to me I'm just thinking in my in my own relationship with it like my family uh we didn't you know it, i I hate chatting. This is why it's hard to talk about money, right? It like, is, but it's great. It is. Like, I'm extremely lucky in my life, so privileged. But, like, my family didn't grow up with a lot of money, but I never went without. Like, you know, yeah. it, was, it was fantastic. So I think for me, like, there has been some really unhealthiness with money and stress about it and um, and even, like, uh, heaps of things in my earlier journey that if I didn't have good support network around me, I would have really struggled. And I've learned a lot of my um, partner's uh, side of the family to educate me a lot on on those things and I don't want to hack our show before I even start but I remember once um, speaking of not knowing what budgeting was I remember once I had my first year in footy I remember I had a sum of money in my bank account and I think it was like transparently I think it was about 40 grand mm. and I remember the next year I had 40 grand and I was like whoa what have I done like I I've been paid again I'm living at home. Yeah. I'm not renting. Yeah. And to this day, it still makes me feel sick. I've just spent all of that money and I don't know where it is. Yeah. <laughs> it was super scary. It's probably a lot more common than you think, you know. Like people kind of get to this emergency saving amount that they work really hard to get to. And then once you try and get past that figure, it's really hard. I think like a hundred grand, for example, is a massive figure for a lot of people. But people say it's really, really hard to get to like that a hundred thousand dollars if that's something that you're saving for for yeah. a house or something. Because you get so stuck. Like you kind of hit a figure that you feel comfortable with and then you're like, How do I get past that and it's like spend. that diminishing returns it's yeah. like you know once mm. you're like oh i'm sort of comfortable i can have a bit more play but yeah. then it's like how do you keep building the lifestyle creep yeah. Yeah. lifestyle creep but to give you an example for, like this is probably my money story is Please that <clears throat> my parents were business owners so yep. they run a small business and from the, i swear to god the day that i was born i was taught the value of a dollar when i was 14 and nine months old i walked myself down to brumby's and got myself a job because i i associated working hard because i saw my parents work really hard with money and I think what I've been brought up with is that I am very almost calculated with my money. So I watched mum and dad, you know, in the study together, calculating their expenses, their ingoings, their outgoings. We kind of mentioned that before. Um, you were saying the same thing, you're in, incoming and outgoing. And so the way I look at money is so calculated and that's why, I mean, we'll get into it in a bit, but I, I love a spreadsheet because mm. I'm like, I can see, you know, the calculations of what I get and then what I'm spending and that's what I've got left over to like create my goals. But like for other people, I know like my partner, for example, who bless his soul, he's really <laughs> good with money as well, but like he's just a spender. Yeah. Like he is so happy to spend. He's happy to spend on people. He's happy to spend on experiences. Like I don't even think it crosses his mind that it's like potentially an expense line. He's just mm. like good to go. Whereas I'm like, oh, is that in my like amount that I can spend for this month? And we just think about money really differently. So I think when Maddie's making the point of like people treat money really differently, it just comes from like what you've been brought up with. Yeah. But that's like either of those situations are fine, right? Yeah. And it's like what you want to do. And like I, I definitely – for me, 
there is an importance of like I really am passionate about like being able to have a beautiful family home for my family and stuff. But for other people, that might not be your thing. You might want to mm. rent an incre- a beautiful house, but spend all your money on vacations. Like that's where I suppose is this what we're talking about? Like working yeah. out what's important to us before you actually start budgeting. A hundred percent. I think if I think about my upbringing, my grandpa uh, got Parkinson's quite young. And the story that I was always told growing up was from my mum, whose dad it was, and she used to say that her parents spent their whole life saving for retirement and then her dad got sick and they weren't able to enjoy Mm. that money. And so growing up, we have always sort of been around this attitude where it's like you don't wait to spend money down the track. It's like you... I've really learned the value of spending money maybe a bit more like Soph's partner, Sam, on experiences and on the people that I love. And so I find that when I think about my spending habits, that can shine through a lot. Mm. (laughs) And I think I tend to focus on like the now me as opposed to the future me a lot. And that's something I'm trying to work on. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think that's a very um, fair analysis. And I think a lot of people listening would would agree with that. Um, For me as well, even like now with... What a you know if there's any young parents listening, what is a massive conundrum? And like for me is going in between those two things, right? I was telling you before I've signed up Max, uh, who's my son, who's going to be a doctor. He um, <laughs> to pay for your retirement. Yeah, exactly. I've signed him up to like four schools already. I'm like, you know, I'm not going to fucking hassle him, but I'm like, yeah. I just want to give him the best opportunity. But, but I'm how like, crazy is that <clears throat> in and of itself? It's like you go from, you know, not long ago, you were spending your money on holidays and at the pub, and now it's like you have to think about school fees in a couple of years. Well, and it is, like- and, it, it's, and, and I, you know, we can get into this later, but, like, I have I've put support networks around me to um, educate me and help and support me on this journey. Like, I've got advisors um, that, you know, I've got an accountant, I've got a um, financial advisor that you know you have to invest in but you're investing in yourself to Mm. help you make decisions that you might not be educated on yourself and i know that's not an option for everyone at this specific time but it is an option in the future which we can get to now i suppose today we are jumping around a lot and this is just a pure discussion of of everything so if anyone's listening really wanting some stuff it's coming don't worry it's definitely coming we will get there but i think it's cool just to set the the um the tone of it because what i was talking before about like that um, your relationship and your values, like my biggest values, um, you know, I can go through them now. It's like growth, um, freedom and uh, moments. Growth, Mm. freedom, moments and what's it called when you... uh, Environment. So they're my four values. So growth, like I always have to be growing. Like I want to do cool shit, test myself there. Um, Experiences and moments sort of go into the same. It's like... I want to create cool moments that like I look back in my photo camera and I'm like, that was cool. So I'm happy to spend money Mm. on those things, whether that's going to Noosa or that's going to Bali. It's like I'll go all out because I know that's going to be a memory that I'll have. Um, And then the other one, uh, environment, which is like my home and things that are around my house, happy to spend money on that stuff because it's like I live there. You know, if it's a bed, you spend half your life in it. Like I want to have cool sheets. I want to do things. So I'm like thinking they're my things that I spend money on is like, house and experiences that's very self-aware of you yeah thank you but then again it's also like (laughs) but then again it's like now i've got max it's like fuck you know do i want to waste money now and set him up or do i want to have fun with it's just it's a healthy balance in the middle right which comes back to (laughs) lifestyle yes not budget so (laughs) 
Hello, my beautiful friends and family. Guess what? I am back. I am back. Third time lucky. My third time drafted in my life. I'll be making a return to footy as a part of the Carlton Draft, along with some big household names. Not as big as my name, but uh, some quite big names. Isaac Smith, Trent Cotchen, Matty Lloyd, Lee Montagna. Some of the all-time greats of our game, as I've just mentioned. One lucky Victorian women's community club will get the chance to draft the AFLW GOAT Aaron Phillips to play as a wild card. How bloody good is that? If you're a part of women's community footy and you are keen to get Aaron down, enter now at thecarltondraft.com.au. That's thecarltondraft.com.au. 18 plus, drink responsibly. KO's got you covered this footy season with every game of every round live and ad break free drink play. Wow, in the AFL this week, there are some huge games. Collingwood versus Adelaide, live with no ad breaks during play, exclusive in Victoria. Giants versus Bulldogs. Oh, I remember that game. I think it was 2016 at Giants Stadium to get the Bulldogs into the grand final. I will never forget that one. Live with no ad breaks free during play, exclusive in Victoria. And Essendon versus North Melbourne. Geez, that's the old Ben McKay Cup. Exclusive to Fox Footy, available on KO. Don't forget those NBA playoffs. They are dominating at the moment. It is just getting bigger and better than ever. Watch every game of both Eastern and Western Conferences finals live with ESPN on KO. There's plenty of room for everyone, no matter what you want to watch. So get on board with KO, now also available on Hubble. I think maybe let's start from like the very beginning when we think about, I guess, setting yourself up in a couple of tangible things. The first one that we always talk about is an emergency fund yep. before we even get to savings okay. or anything else and there people throw around different numbers some people say one month salary some people say three months salary I think it really depends on the person and what you feel comfortable with again going back to you know your money story and your relationship with money it's like what do you actually want that fund to be for so it's things like an unexpected doctor's appointment your car breaking down your laptop breaking and have a think I think for you, what that actually would look like and what you would need that for. Because for some people, their laptop breaking, maybe they only use it for Netflix every now and then. Yeah. Like, that's not a big deal. Yeah. Whereas <clears throat> I know for us, you know, we do the podcast and all of that kind of stuff. So we really, the laptop is an important thing. So you might include that in your emergency fund. Yeah. So have a think for you what that would look like and make sure that that is sort of that first thing that you are ticking off the list. That is money that you just want to let sit in the bank and that is there for a rainy day. What do you? I've actually got that as well. Do you mm. girls have that? Like, what's yours? I not financial <laughs> figures. I mean, sorry. In terms of just like, is it a three month thing? Is it a yeah? yeah. So I guess to get transparent straight off the bat, I, I did have it, and I have like majorly dipped into it. I recently moved to Sydney and yep. had expenses that I just didn't expect. And now I'm like right in the midst of, okay, we need to build up those cash balances again. But at least you're aware and you knew what it was and where you want it to be. Like yes. that's probably what it's actually for, right? Like yeah. for me, it's a little bit, um, oh, I don't have one for personal life, but I have one for the business. And it's like, I know. Good to know for Darcy. Yeah, that's comforting. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, <laughs> it's good. I have one yeah. for the business. It's like, well, to be honest, it's like. That was a really big stress for me early days of starting this business. Like we have, you know, nearly eight to nine, ten people working now. And not saying that you're responsible for people, but it's like, you know, yeah. these are people's lives that you want to treat, you know, like you have to take that seriously. So yeah. I think we have, we always want to stay within like a four month window of mm -hmm. being able, if we didn't make money for four months, we'd be able to pay everyone. 
Yeah. So that's could live what we do. Yeah. Same thing like business living. Yeah. Mine's three months. Yeah. But I would say like I don't have any responsibilities in terms of I don't have a mortgage. I don't have a child. Yeah. I don't have. So like three months is a figure I give to like a lot of people that are my age. But obviously if you have more responsibilities in like business, baby, house, mm. it might be a little bit more than that. Yeah. It's really cool. So do you think that maybe like on that if people are looking at that, it's just like going around going, okay, what, um, what we referred to before is like – maybe a really good place to start with a budgeting oh, not budgeting but i get a new word for that a new <laughs> cash flow um spot would be going all right work out what you spend a month what your outgoings are yeah. so what you're spending is it like for example maybe a case study like rent food bills and any like repay like credit card or loan repayments that yeah. you might have to make and you've got a um Maybe while we go, while we're talking about this, should we talk through the spreadsheet that you've actually got available? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I made a, I made a spreadsheet. As I said, I'm a bit of a spreadsheet girly, um, and so I made a budget <laughs> because we did a series in February all around like setting yourself up for the year. Yep. And I, honestly, I was doing it as an exercise for myself because the year before last, I just was in the same position as what you said before. You had money in the bank and it didn't grow, and I was yep. like, how did I not save anything? I was investing, but I didn't save anything new. So. Pretty much the top line is like what's coming in um, and that can be, you know, your sal- some for some people that's really hard because you might not be getting a consistent salary a month. You could be yep. working casually or you could be in a freelance space, but it's meant to be, you know, money coming in and then the outgoings are pretty basic. And the reason why we've made them pretty basic is because we said before, if you do every single one of your expense items, it becomes super restrictive. Yep. Like if you're putting in, you spend like, I mean, I know you have to look at your telephone bill and everything, but like if you're putting in literally like $48 and then, I don't know, all your tiny expenses, it becomes almost a little bit overwhelming Mm -hmm. as an exercise. But in that outgoing space, one thing that I would recommend, which I did at the beginning of the year, which was eye-opening, was just like take a month of your your bank account, like print it off or put it in an Excel or something and just look at what you spend because so many people – are too scared to do that and because they don't do it they have no idea what they spend so they're like oh yeah on a night out like i'd spend like maybe like a hundred bucks but you talk about like ubers dinner you know like it's it's a lot more than you think and when i did it i found out that one of my biggest expenses was my going to the iga at lunchtime really yeah just buying snacks like every day at work (laughs) even like i did this as well when i left footy and it was like crazy i stopped i realized that like the biggest thing for me was subscriptions I had like mm. subscriptions to fucking Foxtel, Netflix, Disney, That's Amazon. That's my house, mate. He funds like, all of our subscriptions. I was like, what the hell, man? Like I'm paying like $300 of subscriptions a month. Like mm. it was yeah. just mind boggling of the things that I didn't know because I was too scared to look through it. Yeah, because you see like, I mean, I think the only thing I subscribe to is Hey You, which is like reality TV. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's like six ninety nine a month or whatever. Yep. But if you've got 10 of those and like you just see the six ninety nine, and you're like, oh, that's nothing. But it fully adds up. So the one, like if you want to look at your outgoings, look at a couple of, couple of months. It honestly takes like an hour or two and yep. you'll be so shocked with what you spend. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Yeah, it's a really cool one. In the, the thing as well you were saying before, like it is confronting when you look through that you know, that like we'll um, you happy to share this yeah, template yeah, yeah. that we can give to yeah. people. We'll, we'll make sure we put it in the show notes so that everyone can check it out and add their stuff in. But this is not financial advice <laughs> at all. But I think that as much as it is confronting, it is really important to like. Sometimes you do have to be a bit shocked, yeah, to actually take action of yeah. what you're doing, and like you know you can keep avoiding it, um, like I do um, sometimes. But I now, um, 
as I said, have my consistent meetings with an accountant every week through the business stuff, but also personal life and everything through my stuff through zero. So, you know, we're speaking very holistically here. Some people might not have zero. Small business owners might probably do have zero. And I found using an accounting software or a spreadsheet, um, no matter what you're doing, has been really cool Mm. just to like see it all there being like, okay, this is what I'm making. This is what it's costing me to live. Then you know, okay, if I'm in the green and I'm making $500 a month or $200 a month, then at least I can put away X to Mm. start growing where that is. Yeah. And I think the point with going through your expenses as well, it's not about the follow-up being that you need to restrict or that you need to be, you know, really sad about your spending. It's actually just about picking up where you're leaking money that Mm. actually doesn't really align with your values. So like Soph said with the snacks, I mean, maybe that is really important to you because during the day, yeah, Yeah, it like brings up your day. It's like you have to leak, you get to leak, you get to stand up. You go outside, <laughs> you go and you look at all the food. It's exciting. It's okay. an exciting. What's in your values? I'm, I'm going to allow it. Well, that's <clears> fine. <throat> but I guess like a classic one for me is recently I was super busy and I was going and buying a sandwich every day from my local cafe. And I was doing it like just without even realizing that I was doing it. And mm. this sandwich, I mean, classic inflation. I think it costs like $18. Where are you going? South Dowling? Or... <laughs> Shook. Shook date? They, they're not great. Oh, I like oh, them. Don't talk about shade. I mean, sugar, they're okay. Like, mm, sugar good. Shit. They're not as good as South Telling, but I think they're pretty good. Yeah. They're my, I mean, they're my local, so that's okay. Okay. I was spending money without, um, I guess, even realizing it. And I think what I realized when I reflected on that was that I wasn't going and being like, today, I really feel like a sandwich and I'm going to get it and I'm going to spend like $20 on it and I'm going to enjoy it. It just became like a habit, e- yeah. a habit every day I was doing it. And I wasn't even enjoying it that much. It was just like for the sake of it. And I think it's about catching those like leaky money points Mm. so that where you are spending, it actually is, you know, bringing you joy. I I did hear one um, method around this as well. It's like when you do go through your bank statements, rank everything from a one to 10 and 10 is like, it either brings you like a lot of joy or a lot of value. And then one is where it actually just doesn't totally do anything for you. Yeah. And it's just a good way of being able to kind of filter out, you know, the ones, twos, threes, where you can actually try and avoid spending money. Mm. I like that. That's a really mm. cool, like, first place to start. Yeah. What would be um, something else you'd look at to set up your financial year? Um, I guess after you've looked at a lot of your – the budget that we put together is 12 months, which yep. sometimes can be really hard to forecast. But Is it saving for something? What's the budget yeah, like? Yeah, so this is the, then this is the next step. So you have your incoming, outgoing, and then it has two lines which talk about saving and investing because, mm-hmm. I mean, we are an investing podcast. But I think the top bit makes you realise how much you do genuinely have left over. Mm-hmm. So the outgoing still includes all, you know, your fun stuff that you want to do, your social events and whatever else because that's going to be an outgoing. And it'll show you, okay, at the end of the month you have $1,000 left over and then you can try and allocate that into either saving, investing, um, and that'll be dependent on, you know, whatever your goal is. So you were talking about before, if you want to buy a house, well, then maybe one of those lines is your house fund and you're going to put $200 into that every month. And one of the lines is a travel fund because you have a travel, mm. like travel coming up in December or whatever else. So you're trying to put a little bit away every month so that when you get to that trip, you have a bunch rather than trying to pay with it all in one paycheck. So the next step really comes down to like working out what your goals are and then incrementally adding to them so it doesn't feel overwhelming to try and like achieve them all at once. 
I'd say our biggest tip when you think about goals is to get quite specific about it. Mm. You know, write it down, manifest, as Soph likes oh, to yeah, say. I'm say a manifest. manifest guy, man. Yes, thank you. She always is like, what does that mean? No, no visualize guy. it. Yeah. 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 Anyway, maybe this is what I need to do more no, of some manif- manifestation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I think it's that idea, right, of like, would you rather allocate money to a random savings account or would you rather allocate money to an account that is labelled, you know, my trip to New York in 2024? Mm. And it's about getting specific so you are motivated and you know what you're working towards because I think when you can really visualise that, it makes it so much more enjoyable and motivating to actually be allocating money towards that. Sure. Mm. I, I don't know if this is, again, not advice, but something that I really like doing because I'm quite a visual person is I hated when I just had one account. So, like, yes. what I sort of – I have, like, 15 accounts. Mm. Like it's, That's it's a, a lot. <laughs> That's quite a few. <laughs> I reckon hey, about, no shame. I, no I reckon, shame, but that is quite a lot. <laughs> I reckon I have exaggerated that by, like, times three. I reckon I've got, yeah. I reckon I've got five. Okay. That's, that's probably normal. Is that normal? That's is that okay? normal, yeah. Thanks. So, like, I've got, like, my business account, a personal account, a tax account. So, like, I put money yep. away for all Learn my tax stuff. Learn about the importance of that this year. Yeah, yeah, which that can really shock you yeah. if you don't do that. You don't get ready for your tax. Um, and then like a couple of other business accounts that are in this business, but they're for different things. So Darcy's bonus. Bonus days. <laughs> Glad we brought that up. That's <laughs> <laughs> next episode. Um, we yeah have different accounts. So what would you would you suggest doing that? Like having your one account and then like set up direct debits or something that are transferring X amount of dollars into different accounts, whether it's your trip to New York or your house account each each week or month. Yeah, you touched on a really good point there which was the direct debits and I think that has been one of the things that has been really helping me recently is once you figure out the weighting of how you kind of want to split up your money after all of your outgoings and you start thinking about going into savings actually automating that sort of transfer can be super helpful so one of the things I actually did recently was I called all of the places my health insurance um my like uh, credit card and got it to all be repaid on the same day that my rent goes out. So what happens now is I get my income and then my expenses all go out pretty much straight away. And then I really know what I am dealing with left over. And I think if you can start to automate that money that goes into your house savings account or your holiday savings account or your fun savings account, then it's a great way to, I guess, get into like that flow as opposed to having to be so on top of it and manual all the time. Because I think when it's manual, right, it's like if you have, you know, a weekend away that month or one of your mates is having a birthday and you go and spend a lot of money that weekend, all of a sudden it's like, oh, I mean, I know myself, I will just put off transferring that money into savings a little bit longer and I'll be like, oh, I'll see what I have left at the end of the month. And let me tell you now, if you're waiting to the end of the yeah. month to see what you have left, I can almost guarantee that you'll spend it on things that don't necessarily that you wouldn't have otherwise spent it on. Yeah. Yeah. I love that one. Yeah. And also if you have any like of your big goals, so like saving a house or your emergency fund, it's also good to have it in a different account that you're not looking at yep. so much. Because if you're looking at like a big sum of money, you're like, Oh, I have some money. I could just transfer that into my it's normal such a account psyche, and use man. it. It's yeah, so, so having that like kind of out of sight, out of mind is also really great. I've even sort of done um, in the process of like refinancing my mortgage at the moment, and I've found that because I have um, savings there, I go, oh, I've got to be savings. I'm okay. Like, I'm not gonna like you can exactly what you're saying then, but I'm actually gonna put that 
whole savings out of my account. Mm. So it says like I have zero dollars. Yes. And just put it off my offset account, like off my loan. So it's just like out of sight, out of mind. Um, Because like you're saying before, once you do get not comfortable, but you get to a certain um, figure, you're like, oh, it's okay. I don't need to keep going. And it just sits there forever. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing I would say though, just in general about this budgeting, because we have been speaking about like forecasting across a big period. One thing is like, we're coming up to the festive season Mm. and your money does tend to change a little bit. Like I know that I spend a lot more. So sometimes I go even a little bit more in micro. So like if I'm going to have a big month when I know I have a lot of events on, on every weekend, I'll do a really quick in a spreadsheet, like put the dates in of the events and like how much I estimate I'd spend on that kind of night. And it's a really easy, quick way to be like, all right, this month I'm literally going to spend probably two grand on social Mm. shit. Like I've got a wedding, I've got, you know, I've got to buy a present, I've got like this, that, whatever. And it just helps you to go, okay, maybe this month I can't put some into savings or investments Mm. because I'm going to be spending it. And it helps then at the end of the month, you're not like, where did all my money go? Because at the beginning of the month, you're like, I had forecasted that. It's actually so good. I still haven't done the exercise. That's That's like very, very cool though. Like that you can do that. It's for, I had to do it for my own benefit because I I, was get, I kept like getting to the end of the month well, with you get no to, money. January, you like, I I don't know if this is everyone, but January, I get there and I like hate myself because you're mm-hmm. like, you, you're not like, I don't know what it's like. A lot of people work and they get a salary, but like, I know if, as a business, no one's working. We've already yeah. forecasted that like we're going to, it's going to be a loss. Like December, January, February, normally a loss. You spend a shit ton of money on presents, on all those things. So it can yeah. be quite deflating, but like, just knowing that you got to trust the process of, yeah. of that and that is an option. Uh, so that is uh, unavoidable really. Like, yeah. And if it's in your values, you are going to probably not have a big month of savings. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Like some months you don't have to save and that's like totally fine. Some months, as you said, memories and whatever are really important to mm. you. Some months go spend that money because it's going to be a great month. But mm. like if you forecast that at the beginning, you're going to be, you're going to feel good about it when your next paycheck comes around and you're like, I have no savings, but it's because I said I was going to do that this month. I need to do that. I'm still in denial about how much I spend on nights out. And the other day I was really going party, out. You're party girl, are you? No, not at all. <laughs> just like shots. Yeah. You yes, no, that actually is no. how the shots thing is. You go to toddies and just shout like Stop heaps it. of burratas. <laughs> burratas for everyone. <laughs> the other night I was like walking out of the house to go to dinner and it was a like a work gang dinner and we were going to this Mexican restaurant that had karaoke in the restaurant mm-hmm. and my housemate looks at me and goes oh so you're gonna spend like two hundred dollars plus tonight and i was like why the hell would you say that yeah. <laughs> that is so mean yeah. it is it's unavoidable though isn't it like that you gotta yeah, like you said i really like what we actually spoke about first though in terms of the values piece and like if yeah no but if like barada is alive if with my is your thing <laughs> then you've got to spend money on but then like but the other thing is like if that's your 10 then you're one two three on your list like Piss them off and yeah, enjoy your burrata, yeah. but don't have the other three things that are, aren't a part of your values. Hey, before we um, go back and just go through our tips, takeaways, and wrap up um, an incredible episode, I've got to listen to a question from Archie Harrison said, do you have any tips for budgeting when income is inconsistent? That's a tough one. I've been there. <laughs> it is a tough one. Yeah. I would say, first of all, going back to the emergency fund, that's where this is just more important than ever. Yep. And when we were talking about, do you do one month, two months, three months, maybe for this 
for Archie or for someone who has inconsistent income, that's when you want to start thinking about upping that emergency emergency fund even more so mm. that you do just have that safety net behind you that you can fall back on. Yeah. Yeah, and then I guess if you are in the freelancing industry and you are charging pe- you are charging people money, being on top of being really consistent with like invoicing people, making sure that when you've done a job, the money is coming in that month so mm. that you can like slightly forecast. Because I'm sure to some degree you can forecast out a couple of months jobs that you might book or you have booked in advance. So potentially that helps as well. Isn't that the funniest thing like with the business stuff? It, like sometimes I lay in bed going, what if we just never got another client again? Like what would happen? <laughs> but it just it just does, you know? Yeah. Like it just like and that's a, that's the fear of a freelancer. Yeah. Like anyone that's like working in small business or freelance, you're like, what? Like, you know, even like my mates are tradies and a lot of my mates are tradies, and I'm like, what if just builders didn't contact you again? And it just doesn't <laughs> but it just doesn't happen. Like yeah. you just gotta continue you gotta like somehow just back yourself in to know. It's, it's going to so keep true. happening, you know? And you like... will go through quiet phases yeah. as well. And when you get that, that's when you start being like, hmm, are we yeah. irrelevant now? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. definitely. Um, so cool, guys. I think to uh, go back, I'd love to sort of recap a few things we spoke about today. I think the most important thing off the top was that I had never really thought about in terms of finance, which was, was that values piece. Mm. Do you want me to go out try and do that and you can go guide me? It. So from what I've learned, it's basically... <laughs> Working out what your relationship is with money, what's important to you, your family, your upbringing, um, how you've managed it in the past, working out where you want to spend it, where you don't want to spend it, and, yeah, setting goals to align with what's actually important to you. Yeah, and being really open about that with others and being receptive to it as well. So if you're in a relationship, if you want to talk to it, talk to friends about, you know, money goals or whatever else, being really receptive to the fact that everyone's money story is so different. Like Maddie and I are completely different when we come to handling money, but it's great because she teaches me something and she and I teach her something back. Mm. And we keep each other accountable. Yeah. It's so funny. That, like, so even Juz, my, my wife and I, like, she is, we obviously are married, you know, share a, a child and <laughs> like, at the moment, she's not working, so like you know, the fully. I'm very. Oh, I'd like to say we I'm could very, talk a lot about no, this. No, but I, I'd like to say like I'm very um, generous. Yeah. <laughs> <That's Whoa. laughs> sorry, sorry, so generous. That came off bad. Keep going. I'm very like. Keep going. I'm very transparent. Bonus with, like, is looking good. Yeah. No, <laughs> bonus days. Bonus days. Yeah. I'm very um, like I love just. I think actually a really proud moment for me is like I love being able to support my family. So yeah. I love the fact that like, you know, she's not doesn't have to work at the moment and that we can do that. So I think that's a really proud thing for me. It's really important to me. Yeah. It's part of my value piece. But it's super funny because like we obviously just share a card, like whatever's whatever. And then like, for example, the other day, like I didn't have my card and she had to like pay for dinner. And after dinner, she goes, oh, can you transfer me for dinner? I was like, what the fuck? Like, one, we're married, we share money, okay? Two, like, I've literally, the last five years, like, like, we've been using my, it's one dinner, you can, you can grab, you can shout me a dinner. Like, I don't know. uh, Is that fair? Like, am I wrong here? We actually asked um, (laughs) at an event that we were at, we were asking people um, for our Taboo Money series that's coming at the end of the year, um, what could you spend on a joint credit card without your like significant significant other mentioning something yeah. like what's the value what would be your value that's like if they spent that if she spent that much you'd be like what the hell did you buy all she spends money on is like and this is again it's it's in our value so i'm actually totally cool with it is like homewares 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but what a- if it was like a thousand? Like, what is like three thousand dollars? Would you be like, what the hell? What would be that uh, Yeah, be? no, for, like I would definitely. But I think that like we would, <laughs> I think that we would be, like she's the boss. But okay, I'll be honest, like, oh, I, don't that's really much, nice. I don't have much say in fucking anything, to be honest. Like it's sort of like, she goes, do you like that couch? I'm like, yeah, I love it. She goes, I hate it. I'm like, yeah, probably hate it too. <laughs> or she's like, do you like this coffee towel? I'm like, nah, not really. She's like, I love it. I was like, all right. We should look, get it. It'll look good. It'll look good. <laughs> so I think she's super passionate about that. And we both have a lot of respect for each other and opinions and stuff. So I'm not stressed on that, but- I think I've had to rein her back on, like, <laughs> baby clothes. Yeah. I'm just like, this kid doesn't need a fucking, like, walk-in robe of, like, yeah. onesies that he grows out in in, like, a week. So let's, like, rein that back. I was going to say, they grow so fast. I'm so fast. <laughs> the baby she, Timberlands are cute, though. They are cute. She <laughs> reins me back in, though, on um, the only thing I waste money on, and I wouldn't say necessarily I waste money because it's important to me, is shoes. So, um, like, she will keep me very accountable with sneakers and, like, with, with buying shoes and stuff like that. Is that um, one of your 15 accounts, like a shoe account that she can't see? Yeah, yeah, basically. It's a bit of a shoe account. So, yeah, I think. What about your golf putters? Mm. Well, Darcy, when you're as good a golfer as me and you've got a lot of great partners that, you know, often partner with you on, on golf clubs, you oh, don't have to buy them um, nah. when you're a professional oh. golfer. Okay. You, yeah. Any you want to shout out right now? Oh, there's plenty. There's plenty, <laughs> you got? plenty out there. But, um, no, it's it's been good. So, I think, yeah, like on spending stuff, the things that we do spend money on, I feel would be accepted both ways, I think. But yeah, she just more looks at me going like, you're an idiot if you spend something big on anything. I, I really haven't bought a big purchase in a long time. Like, mm. I don't know the last thing I would have bought. Like, I really wanted to buy an electric bike. Yeah, mm. yeah cool. I haven't done it yet, though. Okay. Yeah, so I'll let you know. <laughs> I don't even remember what the question John, was. Okay, so yeah. Number one, <laughs> yeah. money story. Money story. No, your money bikes. story. Yeah. Align your spending with your values. Align your spending with your values. Um, and Juz, don't ask me to pay you back for dinner. <laughs> that's another point. She would have loved that you told that story. No, mate, I'm she telling you now, that. she's like, a, she's a very, uh, you yeah, know. Stop. Yeah, stop. Yeah, stop. <laughs> put down the shovel. I, I love her. Second point. I really liked emergency funds. Work out for you what that number is, yeah. whether it's a month, two months, three months. It might be a sum of money that you just want to put away for a rainy day. Hey, if you dip into it, that's okay. That's yeah. what it's for. That's what it's for. Nice. Speaking from experience. Speaking from experience. It does, it does pay a tax bill sometimes, Matty. tax bill. <laughs> Doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, to put into the next point is direct debits and accounts. So direct debiting. Setting that up, I loved what you said about um, line-up subscriptions. So I didn't even know that was a possibility. You can call mm. all your providers that you're with and say, hey, I'd, lo- I'd rather be invoiced on the 1st of the month or the 15th, yep. 30th and get everything out on one day. Yeah. Yep. Um, making not 15 accounts, but you can make two or three, whether that's savings, holiday, yep. house, whatever those um the names of those are you can pick them for yourself yeah you can make more than that as well like even if it's a specific like a specific holiday or yeah. like a specific i don't know you want to buy a bike or whatever you can make you know six or whatever because you're putting maybe a hundred into each of them at a time like yeah. as maddie said the more specific the better yeah and i think like with that as well <clears throat> sorry in terms of um those accounts in terms of those savings like just knowing that they can be taken in and out and you don't have to stress if they go up and down yep. um, throughout. Your one, a bit scary for everyone, but taking that bank sheet out, highlighting, numbering what's important. Yeah. 
you know what? It's really empowering the, the month after you've done it. Yeah. And you actually allocate the spending how, as we said, it aligns to your values. The next month you're kind of like at the end of your paycheck and you've still got a bit of money left over and you're like, oh, that's epic. Like I'm not like, I don't know, sitting at that zero balance and mm. like dying for my paycheck to come in. Mm. So it's a good one. I really like the one as well. There's a lot more here than I thought, but I've definitely <laughs> learned a lot here today around like it's not actually a budget. It's just a lifestyle and it's like learning how to adapt to it. Like when I'm trying to get fit, I <laughs> go to myself, I'm going to eat clean, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And it actually makes it harder for me to stay fit because then yes. I'm like thinking about it all the time and I'm like, I shouldn't do this, shouldn't do that. And it's the same probably with the budget thing. It's like if I want to save money, want to save money, want to save money, all I want to do is go and spend it. Yeah. Yeah. There's actually so many parallels between like fitness and food and dieting to yeah. money. Like there's so I think all the same psychology is yeah. at play. Are you saying I'm <laughs> don't <laughs> okay. bad with money? Yes. <laughs> okay. Good. Good. Um, love that health check, emergency funds, spreadsheets, lineup subscriptions, accounts, direct debits, and we would love to get that information and we can give it to the audience and they can do a little bit of a financial health check themselves yeah 100 we will put it a link in there for you hey i think next one um we need to do a bit of a chat on investing yeah we've Can. got good got info for that one too yeah good. <laughs> three Lots years of, of content yeah i um do you want to, do you want me to give you a little of a pre uh maybe oh, this will do it this will tell you my experience with budgeting money and where i came from maybe a few years ago but a mate of mine who was into shares, he's like, mate, got to get into this share. And this is when I was like back playing footy. I was at the Giants. I honestly had, uh, I, I reckon I had $4,000 to my name at the time. And he's like, you got to get into this share. Like, you got to get into this share. He's like, you, trust me, get into it. It'll work. I bought into it. I had no idea what I was doing. The next day, it was at like 0. 0.0012 oh. cents. Like it was like one of these things. I know, that, that already <laughs> says so much. The next day, it went to 0. 0. 0. 0.11, 0. 0. 0. 0.10, 0. 0.9, 0. 0.8, 0. 0.7. Ouch. And it went literally down to zero and I had like no money. And then I just like closed the app. And then all of a sudden like all this shit happened where like the business got sold and then I don't know what happened, but then it went back up to like a hundred, and now I still don't know where that money is. $100? But they, yeah, no, it went to like ten dollars. But I don't know where. Wow. They, no, but they. It was one of those things where the money, because I didn't respond to the emails I was getting, they ended up like giving me shares back. Yeah. And I lost out. Anyway. Damn. <laughs> so that shows where I'm at, and it's like if you don't know about it, don't do it. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna do a session on investing for you. LFG. I mean, or you can listen to our podcast, YGC podcast. Please You're do. In good You're in good company. Wherever podcast. You get your Where podcasts. can we find you? Go? Yeah, you on like Apple. Yeah. Yeah, you on Spotify. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like you're such a dad. Like, are you on that like app store podcast? Mate, I'm thirty. Thing? I'm cool. I'm here. You on the Apple you're thing? A cool dad. Yeah, you know cool. the you're Facebook? on the YouTube. The yeah. YouTube. <laughs> on YouTube. Hey, we'll we'll find you. I'm gonna give you five stars as well. Oh, thanks. Um, uh, hey, speaking of the podcast as well, that's on Apple and Spotify. Uh, <laughs> when is that new series coming out that uh, yours truly is featuring? It's going to be Aussie summer. So when you're all thinking about you've spent too much over the Christmas period and you come into January and you're thinking, mm. I need to have some honest money chats, we will be in your ears for some lighthearted summer listening. Love it. All right. I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to have to really <laughs> prep prep that one. And um, I'm nervous already. But I really appreciate your time today, girls. I really do. It's been um, been awesome. I've actually learned a genuine, genuinely a lot. And I know the audience will really appreciate it. You're doing incredible things. I don't say that to everyone. You really are. Thanks. 
a lot of admiration for what you're doing and um, would love to stay connected, a part of the community. And, um, yeah, really appreciate it. So thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you very much. Hey, Josh, welcome back to the podcast. You just heard then uh, how to build a personal budget with Maddie and Sophie. Mate, before we get into our chat today, welcome back. Good to have you again. Great to be back. You're from Open Universities Australia. Tell us a little bit about what Open Universities Australia actually do. Most definitely. So Open Universities Australia, we're a destination for online university study where you can have a look at the options and choose the right course for you. Hey, the girls spoke about their love of finance, obviously uh, doing what they do uh, with your own good company podcast. If someone you know, was inspired and they loved um, this field themselves in finance and they love their personal budgeting, what career paths would there be in the world of finance that are uh, available at Open Universities Australia? Yeah, so if you are looking to graduate with a degree in finance, there are options progressing into roles such as financial planners, financial management. Uh, you can even go into the banking sector and work in roles related to that. Also stockbroking and maybe even superannuation. Wow, there's plenty. Maddie and Sophie in the episode actually spoke about their study pathways and they both did um, commerce and they were talking about how much it helped them sort of set up a fundamental understanding of finance and so many other things. Is there a course like that available at Open Universities Australia? And if so, what does it sort of entail? Yeah, so we have a few courses related to that, and it could be starting off with something like an undergraduate certificate, which usually focuses on the major area within commerce. So it could be something like business law, but then there is a Bachelor of Commerce that we have available, or you might even find yourself doing a Bachelor of Business majoring in finance. Um, we spoke about budgeting, obviously saving money. Life's expensive. Okay, let's be honest. There's a lot of smashed avo getting around these days. I know for one, I, I like to indulge in in a smashed avo. Coffee's about six bucks. Doesn't stop going. It doesn't right stop. Now. Life's crazy. How if someone is looking to get into tertiary education and they're worried about the cost of it with the you know the hexes and whatnot? Is there other ways that the um, the government can help to reduce the costs? Yeah, so there is actually something which is called the Commonwealth Supported Place, where the government will actually make the course more affordable to encourage more students to go into that course. Mm. For example, within the Bachelor of Business in Finance, we do actually have that available. The CSP is on there. Um, and Australian citizens are actually eligible for HEX. So regarding HEX, that means you don't have to pay upfront for your subjects. You don't have to worry about that out-of-pocket expense. And, you know, it might help with things like budgeting and whatnot, but also um, you can just pay for your studies later. Yeah, love that. In terms of, um, you know, everyone's got different stories with what they're trying to do. I suppose the best thing to do from this would be to book in a chat with yourself at open.edu.au. Then they can come and chat with you and actually work out if their situation, what best suits, what course they want to do, what are the costs up front, can they be paid later, um, you're the man to, to help them out. 100%. So, yeah, feel you're free to head over. That's it. I'll yeah. get you straight in. Uh, so, yeah, feel free to head over to our website and you can organize whatever time that you need that is available on there that works best for you. We'll reach out to you and we can have a chat about any of your uh, questions that you have about studying. Open.edu.au at Open Universities Australia. We love it. Thank you so much. No worries. Thanks for having me once again.
KO's got you covered this footy season with every game of every round live and ad break free during play. Wow, in the AFL this week, there are some huge games. Collingwood versus Adelaide, live with no ad break during play, exclusive in Victoria. Giants versus Bulldogs. Oh, I remember that game. I think it was 2016 at Giants Stadium to get the Bulldogs into the grand final. I will never forget that one. Live with no ad breaks free during play. Exclusive in Victoria. And Essendon versus North Melbourne. Geez, that's the old Ben McKay Cup. Exclusive to Fox Footy. Available on KO. Don't forget those NBA playoffs. They are dominating at the moment. It is just getting bigger and better than ever. Watch every game of both Eastern and Western Conferences finals live with ESPN on KO. There's plenty of room for everyone, no matter what you want to watch. So get on board with KO. Now also available on Hubble.